0: Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Gloriously Good, the podcast which gives you inspiration for how to nurture happiness in your life. My name is Flori, I'm your host, and um, the theme of today is Gloriously Good Snacks. Um, And I've invited Joe from Real Handful, who is the creator of Delicious Bar of Snacks, to talk about um, the inspiration behind creating a range of healthy snacks. And Joe, welcome to the show.
1: Welcome, Fleury, and Thanks for having us on.
0: Uh, thank you so much for agreeing to be our guest speaker today. I'm privileged to be talking to you. So, would you like to start by telling us, how did you come up with the idea of launching a range of healthy bars? I'll try and not ramble on for too
1: long. Like any of these stories, when you're starting a business, there's a few things that kind of tend to come together. So, with real handling, the thing to flag first and foremost is my wife, Carly, and I, who co-founded the company together, we're both kind of absolute obsessive foodies and we spent most of our careers working in food and drink. So it's a part of the market that we kind of, we know really well, we're really, really passionate about. So my wife, Carly, is a marketeer and has worked in food and drink straight out of university. I kind of had a, a couple of misspent years in IT and then moved into food and drink and worked for awesome companies like Emerson and Kellogg's and Hyde. So we'd had this kind of background in food and drink. And I think the other thing that Carly Marath and I kind of share as well is, fortunately, we both have a kind of a terrible sweet tooth. So, so when it comes to snacking, you're always kind of drawn towards the, uh, the more indulgent or the slightly kind of naughtier side of mm-hmm. what you should be snacking on. I guess what happened that kind of led to a Real handful was in my As I was in my 20s and kind of working working in the sector and doing lots of running and stuff like that, I started to get involved in um, triathlon and ended up doing Ironman triathlon. So I was outside of work, putting in quite a lot of hours on the bike, running, training for events, and from being someone who just ate whatever was going and, and kind of primarily led by my sweet tooth when you're running lots of stuff like that, you can pretty much kind of get away with eating whatever you want and it's going to keep you going, but moving into doing much more endurance like events such as Ironman I had to kind of get a lot wiser around nutrition and actually what I was putting in my body so you know, I worked with the chef he done a lot of these kind of events and he had to kind of educate me on the importance of protein and fueling yourself through events in my late 20s as I was doing triathlon, I started to get a better appreciation of to fuel yourself through events like I say you know starting to incorporate things like protein bars into my diet and then uh, for me, particularly, kind of looking for more easily digestible and more natural ways to incorporate protein and fibres into my diets as well as carbohydrate. And then if we flash forward, I guess having worked in food and drink a bit, we started a family. So we, so we had a couple of kids. I was working in London, living in Manchester. So the days of Ironman training, 10 hours, 15 hours a week, were kind of out the window. You're busy with work, looking after children. So your leisure time becomes a lot more precious. And it's then at that point, I guess, becoming much more conscious about how you snack in terms of being a bit more responsible and a bit more careful about what you're consuming because it's kind of got off your you through a busy day. But it's also easy to be quite indulgent and consume quite a bit of carbohydrate when you're traveling a lot, particularly. So you know, it really felt one of the things that led to real handful was just this kind of scarcity back in 2013 when we registered the business of really good impulse snack options that were, were genuinely incredibly healthier, but still still tons sled. and so that those things kind of combined in 2013 having spent a bit of time in food and drink we just thought it feels like there's a bit of a gap here healthy snacking was becoming a bit more of a topic and people becoming more aware of what they eat but it was tending to like manifest itself in products like naked which we think is kind of an incredible product and has a really clean ingredient deck in terms of its it's fruit and the only and it's one of your five a day and it's more natural but for us coming at it from a sweet tooth perspective we thought maybe there's an opportunity to have a have a simpler message, which is actually if you've got a sweet tooth and you like eating chocolate bars and things like that, you're not necessarily going to switch straight over into something that is purely healthy and purely indulgent. can we do something that kind of cuts through that and just makes it a snack option that's better, that's still kind of very focused on flavor, that still incorporates a little bit of indulgence, but gives you that nice natural nutrition from fruits and nuts and seeds and grains and other ingredients like that. And that was where Real Handful kind of came about. And we started with trail mix. I've had trail mix when I've been hiking in America. So over there, it's blends of fruits and nuts with um, a classic mix would be raisins and peanuts with chocolate m You know, I love that idea of getting then naturally nutritious nuts and, and fruits along with a little bit of chocolate to, to kind of satisfy the tooth. So that's where we started. Having with so this in 2013, we spent a couple of years developing a range of, of trail mix, fruit, nut and seeds. Nuts with a big focus on indulgence and labour as well.
0: That's amazing, Joe, and thank you so much for sharing this wonderful journey with us. I think it's so impressive how you've changed your career from working in tech, like you said, to now working, well, launching your own company. And I think it's amazing how the corporate life has kind of driven you to become more fitness-oriented and also more health-conscious, because I've noticed the same thing, you know, sitting down at my desk all day during my work hours. It does make me feel a bit guilty for not. Moving and even I started like training for a half marathon, and then I was I'm thinking of taking up to a marathon level. So yeah. it's interesting how we've had similar journeys. And um, I wanted to ask you how long did it take you from the time when the idea came into your mind of creating a healthy snack brand till the business took off?
1: Yeah, and I guess just like follow up on that point you're making, I think definitely getting into our, you know, triathlon and Iman that was kind of my distraction from doing something day to day that wasn't quite as much fun. And then moving into food and drink kept me very, very busy and allowed me to kind of throw a lot of passion into it. And I think starting with back in 2013, I guess I was getting to that point where I worked in food and drink and it's now time to kind of indulge in another passion. So starting our own business felt like a really exciting venture. And we, and we felt like we had this idea that we were really excited about, but it's definitely not been a kind of a quick and, and smooth journey. So we risked the business back in 2013 which is when we kind of said yeah we think there's this opportunity to do something and we definitely felt like fruit and nut snacking was it was a snack that we made ourselves at home so we started by kind of making up fruit and nut mixes ourselves at home and trying to kind of recreate our mix we've in America. And when you start delve into the detail of trying to put a business plan behind it and you look at the data, it's a very fruit and nut snacking in the UK, but it's like clear from the data that it's big. Lots of people eat fruit and nut snacks, but they're not necessarily kind of presented in the most exciting way. A lot of the time it's kind of a little bit dusty, it's a little bit dry, it's quite functional, it's ingredients in a bag. And so we really wanted to create a company, a brand under this banner of Real Handful, which we felt reflected all the stuff that we wanted to do, which was to make it bit more real, bit more natural, a bit more fun, more kind of full of energy. Mm-hmm. So in 2013, we had two young children working full-time. So the first year and a half of the business from having registered, it was, you know, write a business plan. We spent some of our own savings towards the end of 2013, just doing some initial work with a marketing agency, trying to create a little bit of a, like an, an identity of what Real Handful might look like. So get ourselves a logo, what could packaging look like if we were... We really wanted to focus on presenting fruit and nuts snacks in a smaller pack. So it was much more for the kind of on-the-go occasion. So... There's obviously lots of ways to buy fruit and snacks when, when you're going and doing a big grocery shop. But if you want to make it look more interesting when people are traveling in train stations, then we really wanted to work hard on, you know, like a smaller pack format that could fit in for that occasion for people. And then in 2014, it was about using every evening and weekend. Even to the extent I started to take holiday time out of my job. So I would use my holiday one day a week over the summer of 2014. And that one day each week I was wearing my real handful hat, and popping out and meeting a factory or meeting a customer or meeting a supplier and just trying to do as much as we could before going full-time on the business, take the idea as far as we could. And by the end of 2014, when I eventually left Hyde, we'd spoken to a factory, we'd worked with a food developer to start working our initial recipes, and we were kind of going into 2015 the clear idea of here are some products that we want to pack and make and front of customers and start to make it a bit more tangible and I guess that if it started the business time seven eight years earlier when I was in my 20s probably at that point I'd have jumped and gone full-time into it but mean, um, with a mortgage and things like that we've had to be kind of a bit more cautious in the way we've done it so 2015 I had left times and would do consulting work so working for other food and drink companies two three days a week and then just using the rest of my time to just try and the real handful moving forward. So it's not been quick in that respect, but by the end of 2015, we developed, as I say, we tested products in factories, and, and we went to a trade show called Lunch in September in a little startup zone. We paid for a little space, and off the back of that event and in various conversations, of course, we got to the point where customers like Accardo and Holland and Barrett said they were interested in what we were doing, they would be up for supporting the range and launching them in their stores if we go and kind of make it happen. So at that point, we raised a bit of money. We had to kind of be backed by private investors supporting the business and the plan to help us get the, the cash ready to get it up and running and we managed to do that in 2015 and, and we launched range in 2016. So that was the two and a half year journey from I guess just initial ideas and registering a business because that gave me the kick to start doing something now we were talking about it Fed it 2016 when it, when it appeared on trails.
0: Wow, I think it's a really great segue into how you managed to carve out the business from working full-time, then going into consultancy, and now launching your own company. I think it's, um, it's so interesting how you've molded your career to be able to pursue your real passion. And also, coming back to your triathlon days, do you remember how many races have you completed? Because I suppose the first one was the hardest one. And then it just flew naturally from there.
1: So I did one full Ironman and then two half Ironmans following that. So I think the first Ironman was the first commitment. I think I had about 12 weeks to prep for that one. That was very spur of the minute, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and that was terrifying going into that first event. And then off the back of that, I did uh, two more half Ironmans in the following years. So it's definitely something. Now I think if we can get real handful settled in the next couple of years and I can free up a bit more training time, I've kind of always had it nagging that I think doing one Ironman's great, but kind of going back and do it again 10 years old would be something really to aim for, so I'm, I am tell my wife, but, but that's something I'm definitely <laughs> thinking about for the future if we can make the time because you do, you have to, like anything, you've got to make the time to train for it properly. I guess, like you're doing with your marathon training, yeah. um, it, half of it's entering it, and then the other half, I guess, is having the right plan that gets you to the condition you want to be in on race day to, to get through it and still try and find it an enjoyable experience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and where was your first Ironman?
1: In the UK, down in the southwest. So, um, all, all the events I've done in the, have been based in the UK UK is quite a hilly place so they're not necessarily the easiest events and there's lots of cold open water swimming getting used to swimming out in open water in a wetsuit was almost like the hardest thing to adjust to because everyone knows how to bike and run but going and swimming in a lake in open water um, in a wetsuit is a very different experience to chugging up and down and doing 50 lengths in a nice heated pool in your local gym so
0: and do you remember your like nutrition plan back then when you were training your what were you snacking on at the time
1: yeah, I... without wanting to show my age too much, but it was 2006 when I did the first event. So, you know, we're talking 12 years ago and, and, and 2008 when I did my last half Ironman. And things have moved on massively in the world of snacking since then. And I think even, even back in 2006, I had to be educated about the importance of protein. And I relied really heavily on brands like PowerBar, who do the protein gels and protein bars, just to fuel me through events and fuel me through training. So that was a go-to because it wasn't really the abundance of protein-led so inclusive as there are today such kind of convenient formats and then it was really a case of trying to have a very full plan because when you're training you're doing a maximum kind of five six hours and then when you do the full event you're out there for 11 12 13 14 hours or more sometimes and for a vacation day, it was about being very organized about consuming something every 30 minutes particularly when you're on the bike using the bike as an opportunity to take in a good amount of protein and carbohydrate keep you going but trying to spread that out across the day so you didn't completely mess up your digestive system when you're trying to keep yourself going for a long period of time not as scientific as, I, as it probably would be today I think there's a lot more information and a lot more people kind of I think through social media and things like that you know sharing their routines sharing their regime so it kind of in an awesome age now for people to really get educated about the way to approach all these different kinds of events
0: Indeed so I suppose it was back then when you started experimenting at home with various fruit and nut mixes trying to create your own alternatives yeah. to the healthy snacks that were out there at the time
1: <laughs> yeah yeah particularly on the bike so that you know one of the things that you know i tend to trail mix as a, as a great option for when i was out on the bike for a few hours so try to mix up the bars which can be quite kind of protein bars particularly that then quite very overly sweet not particularly balanced on texture quite kind of heavy and, and chewy and dense and a lot of protein snacks can kind of go down around that route they can be quite heavy and what i loved about fruit and nut snacking was you were getting this really lovely balance and carbohydrate and the sweetness balanced with the slightly more savory nut, slower release of energy as well. So it was a really nice way to break it up.
0: And um, I think now the snacking market has evolved since then. It has become quite competitive in my view. There are quite a lot of startups coming up with interesting combinations, trail mixes and drinks as well. So what would you say makes real handful bars different from the other healthy bars out there, for example?
1: first of all I think you're yeah, yeah, absolutely right if I look back on our story if there's mm-hmm. one thing I could change I guess you can't change it your journey's your journey but if I could do one thing it'd probably go and shake myself back in 2013 and say do this now because you know us from 2013 to launching in 2016 e- even in that period of time a lot changed in the Sax market and even since then it's got more competitive in terms of the number of options out there but I think ultimately like as a consumer that's great I think an important thing to say is that community the number of startups that are out there whilst it's a really competitive space it's a really really amazing community and like supportive community of food and drink startups that are out there so i don't know whether people realize that but even competing competing companies out there in the market are all sharing and leaning on one another to kind of share experiences and share learnings and support one another whilst it's tough and competitive it's definitely an awesome time to be a startup in the uk just in terms of the people that are out there trying to create snacking options of the future for people. In terms of Real Handful, we kind of, I guess as I started off with, we try and take quite a simple approach to it which is we want to deliver naturally nutritious snacks to people that are kind of built on fruits and nuts and seeds and other ingredients, but we want to do it with a, a taste and texture that can kind of credibly bring people in who, who might be tempted by that chocolate bar or that in the future kind of packet of crisps and things like that. So whilst healthy snacking's grown a lot in the UK but unfortunately the numbers show that in terms of popularity, nine of the top ten snacks so we, in the UK, are still potato crisps and chocolate bars and cakes and bread and sweet biscuits and lots of other snacks that are essentially empty carbohydrates. So there's still a really big journey for us to go on in the UK to get better in the way that we snack. And so with our bars, we focused on, first of all, with our trail mixes creating a fruit nut mixes that that blend in little bits of Belgian dark chocolate, that blend in natural flavours, can still be vegan friendly, it's still very flavour-led, so we have blood orange and coffee and mint chocolate flavours and um, that can be still delighting and really tasteful when people try them for the first time. And then with our bars it's very much focused on we, we take those same principles so we've created essentially a trail bar we call it our, our fruit nut and seed protein bar so if it's a blend of those ingredients it's hand baked and we use great quality ingredients and we use refined sugar alternatives and we use like coconut blend and hold the ingredients so you get fruit nut bar, but naturally through the ingredients that's in there is a source of plant protein But texture wise and flavor wise still delivers a really lovely light chewy tasty eat. so for us we're going into a competitive market like bars it's very focused on delivering some taste better than anybody else but still got that accessible everyday protein that want to get from those natural ingredients.
0: They all sound so delicious. Who comes up with the different combinations of ingredients? We
1: tend to start with I mean we know the ingredients that we're going to use so we, we build the snacks around the natural nutrition of fruit and veg and oats and seeds and nuts and other things that are rich in natural plant healthy fats and fibers and proteins. So the general rule we try and stick to is use as much of them as possible so we're giving that that balanced nutrition here so the macros are more balanced. And then in the case of our trail mixes, you know, we focus on big flavours. So we want to create flavours that I guess big popular flavours like a chocolate orange or strawberry, but also flavours that you wouldn't expect in a fruit and nut mix like our mint chocolate or our espresso and so. And the way we achieve that is using natural flavours which are made from plant materials and allow you to infuse a raise or a sultana with aroma and flavour that isn't having any calories or sugar or anything artificial, but that can make the whole kind of fruit and nut snacking experience very so different to anything in the market at the moment. Going forward, as I said, there's a whole array of unhealthy snacks that we're eating in the UK. When we look at baker's, when you look at potato crisps so going forward we're looking at new ways that we can try and create credible alternatives to those big kind of popular snacks but also try and do it in a way that isn't super premium on price that is still accessible to people it's led by itself, i guess it's led by flavor but part of that process as well is collaborating with suppliers we're collaborating with people working food and drink and know how to bring new things to market safely
0: and where are the snacks produced
1: we produce everything in the UK yeah. um, in a few different locations. So we partner with two or three factories at the moment. Uh, I guess by its nature, fruit and nut snacks they are sourced from all over the world. So they come from a few glamorous locations and then we source things within Europe where we can do. Yeah, and then we've kind of got a policy that we want that final step in the process, that blending, that baking is to happen in the UK.
0: Um, I also think the branding is very interesting. I particularly like the names that you choose for the different snacks. Um, I would say they're so creative and also funny, like Expresso and So or a main shark chipper, Caramello. Who comes up with these funny names?
1: A <laughs> bit of a combination of ourselves. We try and throw ideas into the mix and then we work with creative agencies. So, you know, we launched Snacks back in 2016 having kind of self-funded developing packaging and how it's going to look and, and last year we spent quite a lot of time working with a creative agency brilliant company who'd worked with lots of other brands we really admire like Primal Pantry and so we worked with them on the creative process come up with that new approach to packaging which as people haven't seen it it's quite nice and bold and colorful and you know, we don't have windows on our products we kind of move away from that expectation of how fruit and that snacking is presented. And then the flavours are mainly come from those guys. And then we work with uh, an illustrator. We give him these names like Mint Chipper and that's almost like a brief to him to start creating illustrations and characters that, that can kind of bring that flavour to life as well. That's just been really good fun. I think do something quite different in the way we package and, and present what we're up to.
0: I think the branding definitely sets you apart from other brands out there, and I think it kind of gives a, a really quirky personality to the products, which is great. Yeah. And it's interesting how you say that you actually cooperate with your competitors, as I understand. Yeah. And also, you mentioned the sense of community, whereby the other startups in this industry, you know, come together. And I never thought that that's the case. It's so interesting.
1: Yeah, and it's a fine line, but I think everyone, everyone's out there trying to to do their own thing and they're all doing it in different ways I think the whole point of food and drink is anyone can launch a bar or a fruit and that mix or a healthier dessert I think you know every company is like a group of people that are trying to achieve like a certain set of things and do it their own way so we're all out there trying to create our own little thing and ultimately it's up to customers like the retailers in the UK and on the high street who they want to get behind who they want to stack and then it's up to shoppers what they buy and where it goes from there so I think everyone kind of gets that but there's like a respect that you know whether you're successful or not is really a product of collaborating and partnering and supporting each other you know if anything if we can all kind of help each other then we help kind of spread the word of healthy snacks and all the options that are out there for people in the UK so I think you see it on social media, lots of people kind of partnering up and trying to share their message and trying to talk to the same consumers about all these great options that are out there in the world of snacking now for, for shoppers in the UK that just didn't exist five or even ten years
0: ago. Yeah, indeed. And I think it's great you help each other. You, Like you say, it's real partnerships in the food and drink market, which I didn't realize existed. What would you say is your favorite flavor from Real Handful?
1: Well, oh, if you ask anyone that works for me, I'm always distracted by... The new and shiny things. So I, this year we launched our mint choc chipper, dark chocolate with pumpkin seed, peanuts, and peppermint flavoured raisins as a trail mix. So that's my kind of go-to at the moment, and it's awesome on its own with porridge in the morning or with yogurt. I love both of our bars. They're genuinely for me, who's got that sweet tooth. I don't need to eat chocolate bars anymore. And we've got our choc orange bar. It's got orange oil in there, so it's kind of like a healthy Jaffa cake type taste. And then. We have a sea salt bar as well, which is, is almost like a healthy Snickers to eat. Uh, you know, the bars are kind of go-to for me at the moment as well as whatever we're playing around with on new products that we might be launching in the future.
0: And do you want to give us a sneak peek into what may, might be coming next um, in the pipeline?
1: But again, that's what I said before, which is we still ultimately eat lots of crap when it comes to snacking in the uk despite you know all these new kind of healthy options out there so we're really looking at the two of the top three snacks that we eat a lot of in the uk are chocolate and potato crisps so we've also been working really hard on our bars range and trail mixes and and there's a really huge impact if you look at the uk Population. If we can start to swap out of consuming chocolate bars into consuming products that use lots of fruits and nuts, even if they've got kind of 20-25% dark chocolate, we're trying to kind of raise awareness in that mission. We're trying to work on savoury flavours. So that's not something we've done at the moment. We've really focused on sweet, but within trail mix, there's a really cool opportunity to start picking that like savoury snack that's a bit more kind of lunchtime focused. We're parents to three small boys, um, so we're really excited that, that early next year we're going to be launching a new kids' snacking range that, that we've been developing. It's taken us two years, it's a completely new food, but that will be launching um, in quite a big way in January. So of all the projects we're working on at the moment, that's a, a really, really exciting one to see a real handful of kids kind of come to life as we go into 2019.
0: That sounds very exciting. I look forward to seeing them in shops. Um, (laughs) Okay, sure. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. I love talking to you and hearing your story of how you've identified a need and you've created a fantastic range of bars and trail mixes out of a need to sustain your fitness and nutrition when you're training and I really hope that we've inspired our listeners today to eat and snack more healthily and, of course, try Real Handful snacks because they're delicious, they're nutritious at the same time. So thank you very much. It's been really, really inspiring talking to you today.
1: Oh, thanks so much. I'd yeah. I get, I get pulled off by the team, if I could mention it. But, of course, like, people can grab us at the moment from Sainsbury's and Ocado and Holland and Barrett and Welcome Break from our website, realhandful.com. So even if people haven't had a chance to try the snacks yet give us a follow on social media that there's a lot coming as we go forward and we love kind of giving people a chance to try the snacks so we're going to be doing lots of sampling going forward and giving people a chance to try
0: we should be looking forward to them i've learned a lot it was really inspiring and i hope all has also found it interesting too
1: thanks very